Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, 4th of July edition, woo! Happy birthday, America. Way to go, America, you did it. You're not aging well, but good luck. Yeah. Um, so. I'm Dory. Oh yeah, you are. I'm Matt. This is our adventure of us trying to have a baby. It's excellent. Slowly. Very slowly. Slow and steady. May not win the race. We don't know. There's, there's. May not even finish the race. Um, but we'll finish the race, i.e., use the embryos we have. Mm. Whether or not we get a kid out of that, who knows? Who knows? Stop it! Stop taking my fidget spinner. You mean your double A batteries? Well, they're here. Yeah. So I was playing with them. <laughs> Guys, we're back in the saddle. We have had uh, some doctor fun. We've had some uh, medication adventures. We've had some biopsies. We've really been through it all. Yep. Um, so I'm doing this, doing this test, this endometrial uh, function test. Yep. Um, that was invented by this doctor at Yale. So that's why it's called the Yale Protocol. Yes. And in fact, you send the sample to To the doctor at Yale. I had to fill out a FedEx form at CFP. You had to fill it out. Correct. Well, it was filled out with the name of the addresses, but we had to pay for it. And we had to pay for the the actual test. We had to fill out a form. Well, that makes sense. So Yale can charge our credit card. Oh, Yale's were charging us directly that Mm -hmm. the CFP is not. I mean, CFP will charge us for... Actually, performing the biopsy, but the ana- the analysis of the biopsy happens at Yale, and we pay for that directly to Yale. 
Um, Which actually, you know, it, I, at least CFP is not like taking some off the top. Yeah, finally. <laughs> we did. I did have a. So I went on Saturday well, alone you get to by that, myself. We should talk. Oh, uh, what? What do you want to talk about? I was going to talk about the last when we went on Monday. Oh. And half the parking lot was fenced off. Mm, yeah, I had to wait for. No, we already talked about that, didn't we? Which we talked a little bit about it on the Patreon bonus episode, which oh. you too could hear if you would visit our Patreon page. And oh, that's uh, right, we gave all the Patreon people a, a little preview. They got a preview of what the heck was happening, and they're, yeah. they got a more in-depth story. You're only going to hear about the parking because it ties into the last appointment that my wife had. But uh, I got there very early. I left because I had to drop Bo off. I think it was Monday, and um, you know, Bo went to his. Uh, his doggy daycare, and I got there very early, and I could not park. There was nowhere to park. I spent forty-five minutes looking for a parking spot, and I went blocks and blocks away. Couldn't find anything. Finally, a spot opened up. Uh, a, a metered spot opened up on the street to the right of the building, and then Dory pulled up, and we went in. Dory had to. We had to wait for you mm-hmm. to get a spot. We had to wait for someone to leave. And uh, we went up, and uh, and I just was like, boy, this is so expensive. You'd think they'd have more than nine parking spots. Yeah. Anyway, so, that was an ordeal. So then I go in on Saturday, and there's this sign by the uh, reception area, and it says, actually, I took a picture. I want to just, feel like I need to just read. Well, they heard us loud and clear. Well, they, they Guys, said... Guys, if you want the full story that doesn't have to do with the parking, you can go to patreon.com forward slash... What is it? Excellent Adventure. Excellent Adventure. Um, so, okay. So there's a sign, and it says, To all our patients, we've been listening to all your feedback and in an effort to improve on a major complaint from our patients. So I read these first two lines, and I'm like, oh my God, they're like listening to patient complaints. Yeah. That's so great. California Fertility Partners has contracted with a valet service to park all cars starting July 10th, 2017. That's when I'm like, hmm. And then it goes, the valet, blah, blah, blah. You will need to take your ticket, validation. The charge for valet is $10. We hope this will alleviate the stress involved in finding a parking spot when you come in for your visit. Thank you. I was like, you motherfuckers. $10 for valet outside of a doctor's office. It's, it's robbery. It's insane. It's also like, I have to get this validated. How much would it cost me if I didn't get it validated? Excellent point. You're like, what if I fucking forget the ticket or something? I know. How how much is that going to cost? Yeah. You can't like just roll this into the fucking. Exactly. God knows how many thousand dollars this thing costs. It's bananas. It's infuriating. It really is. Uh, you know, L.A. is full of valet parking. Valet parking is everywhere. You know, some of the craziest prices you'll see on valet parking in Los Angeles are um, at the restaurants on Highland. I think they charge $12. $12. That's the most I've ever seen in Los Angeles for valet parking. It's mm-hmm. a big valet city because there is not a lot of parking areas. Um But there are a lot of cars. So, you know, you can expect uh, at a normal place... You can probably expect to st- spend between two and five dollars to get your car valeted. Yeah, especially if it's not a restaurant. Like, yes, they'll usually just charge like a couple bucks. Yeah. Oh, oops! What did I just do? Um, I, you know, if it had been five, I would have been like, okay, that's annoying, but like, I know. whatever. It went over the magic number. It's the ten. To make it annoying. That just the fact that it's double digits. That just it just really like who set that price. That's what Chaps my ass. Really is f- fucking annoying. <sighs> so you can go to patreon.com <laughs> forward slash excellent adventure. If you can donate to $10 a month, you'll pay for one of us parking. One time. <laughs> Once. <laughs> um, anyway, no, just kidding. You guys are great. Thank you for listening. So, okay. So we, Dory's endometrial layers being uh, examined to figure out optimal time to to shove that and like up in whether there. whether it's absorbing all the meds, I don't know. So I went in on Saturday. Matt was in Las Vegas. 
I asked the doctor and my wife at the appointment previous to this, should I cancel my trip? When I went on Saturday, Dr. Beck was like, where's Matt? Or where's your husband? And I was like, he's in Vegas. And she was like, oh, you got to live your life. <laughs> That's not and a then, very nice thing to say to you. And then she goes, they have really great restaurants in Vegas now. And I was like, yeah, they do. That's true. And, and then she was like, sort of like rambling about the restaurants for a minute. And then she goes, what? A, how did this, how did this conversation go? Um, and then I said something about gambling. She was like, well, I don't gamble, which, okay. I could have, I could have predicted that. Sure. And then I said, yeah, you know, they also like, if you don't gamble, they've, they've really great spas there now. And she's like, oh, I don't go to spas. And then, um, I was like, yeah, they they have great shopping. Oh, I don't shop. (laughs) I just like to walk around and watch people. I was like, okay, that's fair. But it was just funny Uh, that like, it's great food and great people watching. But like, like three of the major things that Vegas does well, she was like completely uninterested in. And then I was like, I feel like I've gotten a little window into her soul. She's, she's into Vegas, but not into a lot of the fun things of vegas i wonder if she goes to like but i bet there's tons of conferences the there wheel does she think she goes to like the Ferris oh, the, wheel the, maybe? at the link i don't know i didn't ask well anyway i'm glad so, that she experiences things so she way. had said come with a full bladder mm-hmm. and the appointment was at eight i woke up at like six fifteen, and i peed because I had to pee and I was like, well, this thing isn't for another two hours. Like surely I don't need to hold my pee until eight, eight o'clock. One would think that you probably should have. Well, but then I drank a ton of water and I was like, okay, I'm probably okay. It doesn't quite get to your bladder until anyway. Then (laughs) I had to wait. She was running late. What are you looking at? Uh, The reflection of the window behind. I hear someone outside. Yeah. Um, so by the time she saw me, I would say it was closer to like eight thirty, eight forty five. And she like went in and then she was like, We're looking at the ultrasound machine and she's like, Oh, no, yeah, you didn't drink enough. Um, you gotta drink some more. I'll get the I'll get the one of the nurses to bring in some water. And then she like went away and did something else and someone brought me in two cups of water and then she came back a few minutes later. She's like, Oh, there we go. And like my bladder was like 10 times bigger. Wow. Yeah. So it all, it all hit at the same time. And then she had to like, you know, shove a catheter up there. She wanted a straight shot. That was what she kept saying. And I guess when your bladder's big, it like presses down and makes everything straighter or something. Okay. Um, and then she was like, okay, there's going to be 20 seconds of pain. And I'm like, okay. And then she's like, when do you want me to start? And I was like, that's weird now. <laughs> and she goes, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. She like counts really fast 20 and it did hurt like hell for the entire time she was counting. Yes. Okay. And then as soon as she stopped, it stopped. Huh. And then she showed me, she was like very proud and showed me the little like, pink tissue that she had just suctioned out of my uterus. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um how was how was the drive back? It was fine. How was parking? I got a spot. There weren't that many people there. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Valet. $10. I'm so annoyed about this. And of course the next time I have to go back is the first day of the fucking valet. Um when, when is that? July the 10th. 10th, which is what day of the week? Monday. Of next week. Yes. A week from today. I look forward to using the valet. I don't. You realize that they're now not going to have spots. They're all going to be blocked off for valet. No, I know. I know. The only parking is going to be valet parking or street parking. Okay. Because I'm just realizing that as I'm talking. Oh, no. I and thought about that already. It's infuriating me even more. Yeah. It's very annoying. It's ridiculous. Yep. Ugh place man mm-hmm. every which way yep good for us though we keep leaving without paying <laughs> yeah we owe them like fourteen thousand dollars 
Someday they'll track us down. They did track us down. Oh. They called me and sent us our bill, but then have not followed up. <laughs> and I'm not reminding them that we owe them the money. Apparently, we, we somehow managed to never leave a credit card on file. Or if we did, some, they said something about like they changed systems on May 1st. So they like lost all their credit cards or something. I love it. And I was like, oh, hmm. Well, uh, I, I have to, I was like, I have to talk to my husband so, uh, and then like every time we go, we're just like, okay, bye. I mean, we will pay uh, eventually. Oh, we're going to pay. I we mean, will. listen, they're probably going to, we got to pay. It's ridiculous. No, we're going to pay. It's so, but the price is ridiculous. The price is insane. Um, and then also, yeah, Matt referred quickly to medication issue, which was that, you know, they give you this. They get, they gave me this this printout of the meds I was supposed to take and when I was supposed to take them. But the, you know, I realized that my brain, like I needed the day, not the date. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I looked at it and I and I had processed it as okay. I start progesterone on Friday night, and even I remember as I looked at that, I thought huh, that's weird that I only start progesterone the night before my thing, even though like my thing was highlighted. Like I just, I just didn't process it correctly. Yes. And then I woke up the next morning and I looked at the thing and I was like, oh shit. That's not the the full story. The full story is I asked you about it. You said you didn't have to take it. You then woke up in the middle of the night with a night terror telling me that you didn't take your medicine and i took it as a normal dory night terror like for instance the night before dory's night terror was that she was looking for the thing and i was like what thing are you looking for honey you're it's okay you're in bed she said she's looking for the thing for the horse zone and i said what is the horse zone and then she said, you know, the horse zone. <laughs> and I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And then she told me I was useless <laughs> and that she would instead talk to Teddy, which is her teddy bear she's had since she was eight years old. She said in her in her half day sleep, you're useless. I'm going to talk to Teddy. <laughs> what is Bob barking at? I don't know. Um, I mean... So anyway, she had a night terror where she <laughs> didn't, you know, I got to tell you, if she hadn't had the night terror the night before, I would have probably put a little more credence into the freak out of forgetting to take the medication. Mm. But but you were like, she was talking about horse zones last night. Well, and I asked and you said no while we were awake. Mm. So anyway. But then my subconscious must have known. It did for sure. That's weird. So, it also knew about the horse zone. Yeah, my conscience doesn't know about my conscious doesn't know about the horse zone yet, though. Right, someday it will. Um, but I've been doing the suppositories. Yep, shoving it up your hoo ha. Shoving it up my hoo ha. Uh huh. Um, and so far so good with those. You're not needing a diva cup. No, I'm not really having like messy discharge. You're not having flow problems. No. You're not. No, okay. I'm not. We're not putting a towel down on the bed. No, it, you know, I don't know if it's the way that the pharmacy, because it's a compounding pharmacy. So they make the capsules mm-hmm. and they put them in little um, like capsules. They're not like I was picturing. I was picturing like a big like aspirin type thing, like a pill or yeah. a or like a. I don't know. I was I, like a horse pill, like a horse pill, like a horse zone. Maybe that pill. was the horse zone. And but instead, they're like these little capsules, and they're different colors, which is funny. Um, but yeah, but it's like okay. So I have to do the, the progesterone up my hoo ha twice a day, mm-hmm. different, different, differing amounts, at, like every two days. Yeah, like escalates and drops, right? Yeah. Oh, and she also told me that. Yeah, because I'd started the progesterone 12 hours late because I didn't do it the night I was supposed to, but then I did it in the morning. And she was like, well, that's okay. Like we can like adjust for that. But if you had started it 12 hours early, I would have had to cancel the cycle. 
Mm. So if I misread it the other way, yeah, we would have been fucked. Oh, man, it would have been tough. We would have had to do it all over I again. I would have been so mad at myself. And then, then there's the estrogen patches, which I'm putting on my back this time. Then there's Medrol, which is a steroid that's supposed to like suppress your immune system so your body doesn't reject the embryo. Then I'm also on an antibiotic. Then I'm also on this thing called Folgard that is like prescription strength folic acid. Then I'm also on the prenatal. Mm-hmm. It's just like a lot of shit. You're on a lot of different things. It's very confusing. Somehow I found the injections less confusing, if more annoying. I think, you know what, you know what though, I will say, in a way, it's kind of good we're doing this practice round for this involved ass FET, mm. because we're going to be doing the same thing for the real one, and I'm going to have a much more organized, I'm going to have a real system next time. Yeah. You're going to get it down. I'm going to I'm gonna fuck their calendar. I'm going to have my own calendar. Horse zone and all. We're going to get it down. The calendar is going to be called the horse zone. Great. I think it's perfect. Thank you. Um, we have completely forgotten to do all of our housekeeping up top. Mm. But I'll do it very quickly. Okay. We're at 900 reviews on itunes including canada the uk and australia so you're very close to getting a bonus episode amazon reviews are very helpful for dory's wonderful book startup a novel uh please go over and leave a goodreads review because those are even more important because the people who review it poorly are even more annoying over there so head over to goodreads if you've read dory's book and you liked it Go to goodreads.com and uh, find Startup a Novel and review it. Thank you. All you really have to do, like if you're super lazy and you don't feel like reviewing it, just like the good reviews. Yeah, that really helps actually. Facebook group. You can head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure where people are there. If you were on that group today and someone was like, hey, where's this episode? Someone else on the on the board was like, oh, it comes out tonight. Yeah. They said that last week. And then that other person was probably like, thanks. Uh, That's good. You can go to our website, excellentadventure.com. You can find everything you need to know about the uh, process of us having a child. By that, I mean there are links and descriptions to our episodes as well as a resources page. Um, and uh, merchandise, we're thinking about merch. No one came forward and said they'd buy a service baby. Uh, no, that's not true. Oh, I, I didn't hear about it. Wait, you didn't, you didn't, I didn't write that down. You just made that up. Well, I didn't see anyone saying it. Well, that's because I checked the emails and. Well, people can tweet at me at Matt Myra, M A T T M I R. People were excited about the service baby idea. Well, it's happening. Copyright us, 2017. Uh,. Facebook group has been discussing it. If you have any ideas, though, email us for merch you'd like to see. Uh, we're going to go with... Uh, we're thinking we're going to go with... We're thinking we're going to go with socks, lapel pins, t-shirts. Uh, and then, of course, merch where service we'll, baby. Yes, and we're going to hopefully be able to donate some of the proceeds to the an IVF organization we have yet to uh, figure out yet. Uh, email us dorymat.com dorymat at gmail.com rather and matt and dory at gmail.com sorry everybody i read that a little too fast and 413-461-BABY is the phone number that being said it's time for some emails yep planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks. 
tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. But this first one comes to us from someone whose name I know not. Hey, Matt and Dory, just listened to this week's podcast and wanted to respond to a man who emailed about contacting his half-siblings. Oh, I wanted to say we got several responses about this. I did not put them all in, um, but this is a this is a very not uncommon occurrence. That half siblings this come out whole of the woodwork? situation. Yes, interesting. Where did I land on that? I said, "Don't bother people." Uh, some version of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here we go. Uh, I have some indirect experience with this in my family. My husband's mother left when he was very young and he had no contact with her growing up. This is different. A few years ago, he got a message on Facebook from a girl saying she was his half-sister. Through her, he was able to reconnect with his mother, grandmother, and his a half-brother he didn't know he had. This is not that different. It's a little different because it was like a secret family. Yeah. All right, go on. Uh, my stepmom also has met a half-brother from her father through an online search. I would say that his best course of action would be to try to reach out to them online. Everyone in some, is on some form of social media. Plus, it has the added bonus of giving him a chance to find out a little more about them first. Stock their Facebook page and make sure they aren't total weirdos. Side note, I know someone who found a half-sibling who turned out to be a huge creep. <laughs> These things happen. You should send an email or a message and give them the option of contacting him if they are interested in establishing a relationship. I do agree that if his biological father is still married to their mother, that might be creating more drama than he is prepared to deal with. If he is sure that he wants to connect with his siblings, then I think he should go for it. But be prepared for them to reject him or even accuse him of lying. These reunions don't always end in hugs and happy tears like they do on TV. We watch different TV shows, I say. Uh, but, of course, I hope that's not the case for him. As long as he's realistic in his expectations going into, the, going into it, he should at least send the message and let them decide if they want to meet him. Best of luck in your IVF cycle. Sending lots of positive vibes from Maine. I guess that was from Linnea. Mm-hmm. P.S. I want one of those baby service baby onesies. There we go. It would be the perfect thing for my one-year-old to wear with her little backpack leash. Aww. I love a leashed baby. 
More advice. If this guy's half-siblings don't know that he exists, all kinds of crap might hit the fan, but it's not any of their fault. It's definitely a sensitive situation. My advice is to reach out, but don't have expectations and of what the reaction will be. Pray for the best, expect the worst, and maybe he'll be pleasantly surprised. Um, so I just wanted to play a voicemail that was also related to this topic Okay. that disagrees somewhat with you and Linnea, I think, a little bit. Anyway, I'll, I'll just play, Let's hear the, it. play the voicemail. Wait, I don't know how someone could disagree with me. I'm usually right. Hello, Dory and Matt. This is Maria. I live in California. I just wanted to call. I just heard the last email in the most recent episode about the man who's trying to decide whether he should contact his half-siblings. And I was a little bit shocked at Matt's um, comment about whether or not he's still married to the same woman, because it seems like we're trying to protect the feelings of a philanderer in that case. Like, he definitely fucked up. Ooh, I don't know if you can cuss on your podcast. Sure can. And um, I think that the half-siblings deserve to make a decision on whether or not they approach their parents about the situation. But I don't think that protecting this wife is the only thing to consider. And I think that if the email writer is interested in having a relationship, that he can write an email or contact them in writing somehow and just kind of let it be out there. And maybe he should consider seeing a therapist at the same time to deal with the fact that maybe the half-siblings aren't interested in a relationship. And then from there, I think it's up to that, like, nuclear family, the half-siblings and their parents, how they want to deal with it. Um, So, anyway, that's my thoughts on that, and have a good day. Bye. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I get it, but maybe the guy is forgiven and, you know, I don't know. (laughs) What I'm saying is, what if everything's fine? It might be. And he's been faithful for all these years. Maybe. And we're going to sit here and throw a rock in that pond and the ripples are going to be far-reaching. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. That was something to say about it. <laughs> but also, yeah, kind of fuck them, but whatever. That's from Matt in Los Angeles. Kind of fuck them, but whatever. Yep. Uh, boy, oh, boy, this seems like a job for Dory. <laughs> Bo is really stretching it out, making a lot of noise. Hey, pal. Oh, no. Hey, pal. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, ew. <laughs> Bo, say your words. What, what, what do you have to say to our listeners? Okay. Um, all right. This is from Jolene in Boise. And she does say, fair warning, this will be a, this will likely be a long one. Okay. Um, she also says that she started listening to this podcast because of a drop-in I did on Star Trek. Uh, with Andy angling to get some dinner, and I like the way you interact <laughs> together and wanted to hear more. <laughs> Andy angling to get dinner. That sounds like Andy. I feel like I've been on a, I've been on next conversation a grand total like 30 seconds so i'm glad that that had such an impact yeah i also like that uh, you know we're getting listeners from all over all sources totally all right so jolene is writing in response to the twin mom from ottawa remember her she was the one who twin. thought we were kind of like oh we were we were down on twins we were down on twins yes and she was upset about that. Uh, okay, Jolene. I'm 38 and also a mother of twins. Mono die identical girls to be snotty about it. <laughs> and I found her comments judgmental, condescending, and rudely dismissive. Mm. Dory is completely justified in her rebuttal, has never been less than honest on her reasoning, and is in the unique position to have some choice in the possibility of having multiples. Furthermore, in my opinion, the women here are more educated on the potential risk factors and possibilities of having multiples than any other prospective mother I've ever met, including myself. 
I don't recall being disparaged by any inaccuracies or opinions as a mother of twins at any time over the course of this podcast. I found opinions to be candid and individualized. I'm not going to provide charts, medical jargon of which I know nothing of or anything but my own opinion. For the curious, a basic Google search, specific or vague, will offer a host of info on twins ranging the spectrum from dire medical facts to humorous myths debunked. I did it while listening to episode 37 for the third time this morning, stewing in my indignation. Wow. I really like Jolene. <laughs> I also stew in indignation sometimes. Jolene likes Star Trek, though, so hope you guys can get what, along. What, so we can't be friends? Hope you guys can get along. For reference, I personally found the Twins articles via Huggies.com, of all places, to be surprisingly informative, <laughs> as well as an article titled 15 Myths and Truths of Twins, courtesy of BabyGaga.com, Sensible and Amusing. Both have references to IVF treatments and the increased possibility of fraternal twins with non-genetic history. The potential for identical twins is utterly and completely spontaneous. That is a medical fact. It's all-inclusive worldwide that every woman could do it. There's no medical science that explains how it happens. It just does. I myself believe I had one super egg and my husband won badass sperm and now I have two amazing little girls. If anyone can disprove this theory, you should be teaching the next wave of fertility specialists. It happened. I'm grateful and I would never, ever do it again. I hit a double on my first play <laughs> and I am done. Thanks. I was not a happy pregnant woman. I didn't glow or morph into a hormone-charged nymphomaniac or any of those lovely things I've heard about with pregnancy. I knew I was pregnant absurdly early, and on our first visit, we were fortunate enough to learn via ultrasound at seven weeks that we were having twins, but still had to wait another two weeks to determine if our girls were in separate sacs. This is specifically one placenta with each baby in their own amniotic sac. Still high risk compared to singletons, but the most common for identical twins. Ironically... My doctor was also having twins, roughly nine weeks ahead of us, also mono-die identical boys. Whoa. For as miserable as I was, my pregnancy was textbook, ideally so. Hers was also, as in she had every medical problem known to man. She was on bed rest at four months, hospitalized by five months, and her boys spent seven weeks in the NICU before they were strong enough to go home. She returned to work in time to be appalled I was still working full time and put me on bed rest for the last 30 days. To sleep, she said, because you will never sleep again. My ailments, by contrast, were trivial, by which I mean I puked so much for the duration that I was more intimate with my bathroom floor than my husband for seven months. I gained 57 pounds, and it was all fluid as my girls hated literally everything on earth but biscuits and creamsicles, and the litter vul little <laughs> vultures sucked me dry until I resembled a gaunt, colorless zombie. My husband did not dare bring the scent of meat into our house for the duration. <laughs> I am five feet, five inches tall if I lie through my teeth, and I was bigger around than I was tall by six months, and we went almost three more. My eldest rearranged my organs with her synchronized swimming on an hourly basis until her sister crammed herself into my rib cage to escape her, and we went on a strict schedule to urinate or vomit every 20 minutes from 20 weeks until the end. Oh, my God. To this day, I cannot even think about chewable antacids without getting nauseous. This was textbook. Sounds fun. The only complication we had was my youngest was breech and had to be pried out with a crowbar because her sister was a womb hog. Ergo, we did a C-section at 38 weeks, which was also textbook. Note, I highly recommend with twins unless they're both head down as no one needs to experience a vaginal birth if they most likely have to go after the other child surgically anyway. Even my scar is beautiful as my doctor tells me every single time she sees it. Hers was outright butchery, she claims. I lost 70 pounds straight from delivery, kept my room cold enough to hang meat, and binged on turkey sandwiches and fruit for weeks following. My incision knit in a matter of days. I had no significant pain and was off the morphine in under six hours. Note to spouses, morphine makes you scratch like a drug addict. Keep an eye on the paws, lest the ladies claw their faces off without realizing, because we don't. Another perk of having a doctor who tells you everything to expect. Our girls were 7 pounds, 1 ounce, and 6 pounds, 12 ounces, respectively, 21 inches long, and pretty close to perfect. My youngest had some eating issues from being cramped for so long, which were resolved over several weeks of infant massage therapy. We went home after five days, and the next seven months are a freaking blur. That is my experience. Go back nine years and give me the option, cold, with no experience, no clue, to have twins. Not in a million years would I do so. Would my doctor? No. I asked her. <laughs> if I knew what I do now, that as awful as it was, everything would be okay, would be perfect, hell yes. A thousand times yes, I would do it again. I have amazing, healthy eight-year-olds today and girls. Thank you. I'm so glad we had girls. I still work full-time. I've homeschooled my girls into third grade this fall and haven't slept since the fall of 2008. How do you work full-time and homeschool your children? She doesn't say. I don't understand how that's possible. No one has the right to criticize any woman for not wanting to take that risk or the stress or even the fear of the unknown when she can choose not to. 
bravo to Dory for knowing her limits and not pushing herself or Matt more than she's ready to deal with. Thank you, Jolene. Could you do it, Dory? Bet your ass. Absolutely. But unless the fates decree otherwise, you don't have to, and neither does anyone else. Shaming any woman for being afraid of childbirth, pregnancy, or dealing with it the rest of her life under any circumstances is inexcusable. My accolades to all the ladies and gents going through so much in their quest for a family. I've never heard anyone say how courageous you all are, and my admiration is endless. Jolene. Jolene. From Boise. Lifelong fan. I mean, this was a this 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 is this is a this is a Hall of Fame email. It's a great email. Uh, lots of ups and downs. So I mean, many, just, a lot of twists. Just a lot of a lot of twists and turns from the babies inside Indeed. of the womb. Yeah, I like the womb hog. I, I mean, mean there's just... a lot. Very colorful email. Yes, and if she is teaching them, then I think these kids are going to be okay. I agree, and you know, any email where someone is so clearly on my side, just. Love an email like Feels that. Feels good every once in a while. Feels great. Next time we're in Idaho, Jolene, we're coming for you. Yep. We're going to visit you. Um, I'll read one more email before the break. This is from Sarah. I have been listening to your recent conversations on low testosterone treatments and had to write in to share our story. I have PCOS, and last summer we found out that my husband had a low sperm count as well. Super fun. His first analysis came in right around 1 million right there, buddy. And his second one was even worse, 300,000. Ooh, I'm better. His labs <laughs> confirmed that he had low testosterone levels. And this likely could be the culprit. He was started on a low dose of anest... I always have a problem with uh, words of medical origin mm. because they're fake words. Mm. Anastrozole, which is actually a breast cancer drug used most often on postmenopausal women, the drug works by blocking the production of estrogen in males, which is uh, which in turn boosts testosterone production. No additional testosterone supplementation was necessary with this treatment. The only downside was for the first month or so he started the medication, it put him into a second puberty. That sounds interesting. <laughs> There were some mood swings, zits, extra chest hair, but after his body adjusted to the meds, it went away. Not going to lie, it was a little rough and often felt like I was living with a moody teenager, but what can you do? Six months after treatment, his analysis came back at 58 million. Whoa. And we are preparing, his is way better now, uh, and we are preparing for our first IUI next month. I hope maybe this information can help someone out or at least help start a conversation with their urologist about alternative treatment options. Thank you for that email. I really didn't see it going there. Another email with a twist. Twist and turns, guys. Yeah. That's what this is about. That's what this this thing called IVF is all about. Twists and turns. And we'll be right back with more twists and turns after a word from our lucky sponsors. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Rent the Runway. Getting dressed is a drag when you've got a closet full of clothes you regret buying. Thankfully, you can get the wardrobe you love with Rent the Runway's unlimited subscription to everyday fashion. Unlimited is a subscription to fashion that gives you access to premium designer styles for work, weekends, and everything in between at a flat monthly price. Rent unlimited designer pieces, including tops, jackets, handbags, and jewelry on rotation, and enjoy the thrill of new clothes without the commitment, closet space, or buyer's remorse. Simply browse photo reviews to find the right fit, then select three pieces at a time to keep for as long as you want. When you're ready for something new, swap out any of your pieces with fresh styles from over 450 designers like Vince, Theory, Tory Burch, or Opening Ceremony. Or if you fall in love with a style, you can buy it at an exclusive discount. There's free shipping and dry cleaning on every piece. And let me tell you guys, I've been doing this for the last few weeks, and I got a dress that I wore to a wedding this weekend, and I have... I mean, longer than the last few weeks. Didn't you do this for some of your book tour stuff, too? No. I thought you did. No. Boy, we bought all those outfits? Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. I wish we had rent the one way then. <laughs> went the one way? Went the one way. <laughs> We're going to went the one way next time. Um, but yes, Dory looked uh, radiant last evening. I have never gotten more compliments in my life. She was wearing a dress that everyone was like, I love it, I'll try it Yeah. And with this unlimited subscription, I've also had this bag that I've been carrying around for the last couple of weeks that I really, really love. I thought these are your... This is like blowing my mind right now. <laughs> I'm like thinking these things are yours. 
And then I'm like, some things that are yours, I'm like, oh, she must have rented this. Oh, boy. Anyway, I am loving it. And now you can love it, too, because our listeners are getting 25% off their first month when you visit rentthorunway.com slash unlimited or download the iPhone app. Either way, enter code adventure at checkout. Again, that's code adventure at checkout, either at rentthorunway.com slash unlimited or on the iPhone app. It's wedding season, guys. Get on it. Get on it. Go rent that runway. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Who's next? Who are we talking to? Beth. All right, Beth. We're talking to Beth. And Beth says, I live in a state where it's mandated that fertility treatments are covered. Oh, how nice. I see Massachusetts. I feel like this is where California really like has not stepped up. (sighs) I mean, you know, I just know the hit that our health fund took when when California decided we're all covering mental health. (laughs) And I know a lot of writers and I feel like if they were all of a sudden we were to start covering infertility, Mm -hmm. um, we'd have to go on strike again. Oh, boy. Because we, our health fund would not have enough money. Well. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, where Beth lives, it's covered. Uh-huh. And my employer's insurance covers four rounds a year. I can't imagine doing this and having that financial stress. So I just want to say kudos to you. Oh, thank you. After trying for three years, my husband and I started seeing a specialist and found out we had unexplained fertility. We started with a couple rounds of Clomid, but stopped because my hair started falling out. Then we moved on to Yikes. three natural IUIs, and we just did our first round of IVF. We got seven eggs retrieved and six fertilized. I was pretty happy with that number, especially because only one ovary was really being active. Mm. But we just got the news on Saturday that none of them made it to the blastocyst stage, which really shocked me. There was no real talk from our doctor that there was a chance we wouldn't even get one. I was emotionally and mentally prepared for the transfer not to work, but I wasn't prepared for not even getting a chance after going through the process. But of course, now listening to your podcast and hearing other stories, I guess it's not that uncommon, which is comforting yet extremely frustrating. All right, on to my questions. Mm. Have you or other listeners experienced hair loss because of fertility drugs? Any remedies? I'm starting to see it happening again after the IVF drugs. If I have to be bald to have a baby, then so be it. But just wondering if anyone else has experienced this. Um, This came up in the Facebook group. Not a side effect I've heard about, but the Facebook group apparently is more woke than me. Uh, They're more woke to hair loss. Uh Uh-huh. Well, listen. Due to IVF drugs. Oh, okay. Because I was just going to start in on my hair loss and uh, Mm. not happy about it. Um, Yeah. So so this this did come up and you are not alone, Beth. Um, I don't know that. I don't remember if there were solutions offered. Um, I've been taking biotin, which I think does good things for my hair. But like I've never had very thick hair. So there's also, I mean, a lot of those hair drugs are things you just should stare completely clear of you know they always say if you're pregnant or looking to become pregnant don't go near your husband's rogaine Mm. so true there's a lot of there's a lot of uh side effects for drugs that you hear about that they very quickly mention in those ads that you're like oh that's a weird one and hair loss for these ivf drugs is very interesting to Mm, me totally beth I hope we have someone that can help and figure this out. Yeah, me too. I don't um, want you to be bald. She has a second question. Okay, go Since ahead. hearing the news that we had no good embryos, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been searching the internet on things I can do besides healthy diet, prenatals, etc. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I kept reading about was improving my egg quality. I started looking up all the supplements that could help and ordered a bunch. Of course, once I did that, I got a response from my doctor. He said, unfortunately, there's nothing that has been proven to improve egg quality. We advise against taking any supplements other than your prenatal vitamins. So my question is, do you think it's medically dangerous to try egg quality supplements along with IVF meds, or is it just frowned upon? 
Like, does my doctor just not believe they work? You had a caller that had said she tried the supplements and she got better results. Now, who's to say that was because of the supplements, but they clearly didn't hurt. Should I try them? And do I tell my doctor I'm taking them? Mm. Good luck to you. And thanks for doing this podcast. It helps pass the IVF time. Beth, P.S. Our rescue Roxy says hello to Bo. And if he's looking for a new squeaky toy, these fish toys pictured from Fluff and Tuff are her favorite. Fluff and Tuff fish toy. I'm going to look at it. Oh, yeah. Bo likes his gefilte fish. He does. Roxy is very cute, and she has several fish that he really she seems to be enjoying very much. Why are you pressing on my foot? I just love you so much. Hmm. What? I'm suspicious. Oh, well, don't be. Okay. Let's talk about... Supplements? Supplements. I mean, I was taking all kinds of supplements. You were? Yeah, I was taking like Chinese herbs for my acupuncturist. Oh, boy. And at some point I also took... I don't know. Does HGH count as a supplement? No. <laughs> I, I took mean, that one round. Why? Doctor well, Miller prescribed, prescribed it. To you. Yeah. So she's talking about unprescribed things. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I. I mean, I am not a medical doctor. I can't. Nor am I. Say this will or will not hurt or help, but. There seems to be some schools of thought out there that say you can improve egg quality. Right. Like that book, It Starts With the Egg, that several people have recommended. Mm-hmm. So. Well, would you take it? I uh, mean, I she, think I feel like the supplements that, that are out there right now are all things that are not medicine. So by that, go for it. Do you know what I mean? Right. They're like herbal supplements yeah, or like yeah, vitamin B. Herbal supplements can, like if you take the wrong herbal supplements, they can be bad. Um, I think they're all placebos, so go for it. <laughs> well, that's Matt's opinion. Um, you didn't say which supplements you were going to take, so I, I can't I can't offer my Beth, we need more professional advice. Beth, get us more information. Um, we have a follow-up from Keith in Pittsburgh. Do we have any more voicemails? Oh, we do. Let's play some voicemails. Okay. Keith, um, we're going to get to you in a second. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Hello. My name is Michelle. Love your podcast. I'm actually out running right now, so I'm a little out of breath, but I was listening to the merch episode, um, and I had an idea. First of all, love the socks and the uh, biohazard container. I think that's a good idea. But. <laughs> When I was going through this, I went crazy and I made myself a printed uh, calendar where it had things that I wrote down, like how I felt, how much, how many injections I had, how much Clomid, and just detail after detail because I was trying to figure out how to have this damn baby. Um, and I thought it might be neat. I don't know how it would work. Maybe I just went a little too crazy. I don't know. I was like kind of following notes and notes and having my husband fill in notes and what we were eating down the pineapple. Wow. And uh, so I thought maybe a calendar would be kind of cool for somebody who's going through a IVF or any kind of Clomid, any kind of cycle, um, you know, t- taking your thermometer, your readings, and uh, thought that might be kind of neat because um, I didn't find one out there when I was uh, going through all of this. But anyway, thanks for your podcast. Um, sorry, I'm rambling. And I'm going to go finish and run while I listen. Get that right, run. Hi. Thank you for the... Hello. Oh, Matt. Michelle. Michelle. Love Michelle. Sorry. Thank sorry. you. Um, wonder how big the calendar would have to be. Would you know, be a I, I'm, my, my, the gears are turning. The gears are turning. I'm, I'm wondering if there's some sort of combination calendar... Taco Bell and Pizza Hut? bullet journal sort of like inspirational saying of the day comic type uh-huh. thing quotes that's that's some involved merch i know this isn't something that i'm just gonna whip up in a day but i'm just saying like what if there was that kind of thing what would we call it You, you don't know. I don't know. What would you call would it? Would it just be like an IVF journal? Yeah, maybe. I feel 
feel like there is something called the IV. I feel like I've seen the IVF journal on Amazon. What if we called it? This is IVF'd up. <laughs> um, uh, okay, there is, there is something called the IVF journal. This exists. The solution for managing... Yeah, this is this is what we're talking about, actually. All right, so this exists. Well, how are the reviews? I don't know. I'm looking. It's your personalized guide to surviving and thriving during your in vitro fertilization cycle. The author, former in vitro fertilization patient, guides you before, during, and after your cycle so you can stay informed, reduce stress, and have a more positive cycling experience, no matter what the outcome. Cycling experience. Um, hmm. The solution for managing practitioners, tests, medications, appointments, procedures, finances, and the emotional aspects of your journey. I, f- I feel like this is exactly what I was just talking but about. But is it of a quality that we can recommend it to our listeners? Well, that is, a, that is the question. Does it have any Amazon reviews? I'm looking. It might have been self-published. That's okay. Yeah. Things can be self-published. Um, so there might not be any reviews. Oh, 22 customer reviews. Yes. Hold on. It's loading. Loading. Four and a half stars. Okay. Um, great book, but if you have not even started the process, why isn't this loading? Uh, it doesn't matter. I think we got it. I, my IVF journal just arrived. I can't wait to start using it for my cycle. I've already been able to fill in so many details about my schedule, medications, and clinic and feel totally ready to get started. I can't believe I, how much I didn't know about my clinic and my treatment. My insurance doesn't blah, 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 blah. But then <laughs> anyway, there's one that says, this is a waste. You yeah. already know so much. And the fact that it is printed, you cannot customize. Oh, uh, that's, that's why, that's why I was saying bullet board. journal. Bullet journal is more like you fill in the blanks kind of thing. Yeah. Well, All listen, right, maybe there we'll, is, maybe there is something there. We'll get, we'll get the think tank on it. All right. Bo, come up with something. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Bo. Next email, or do we have another voicemail? We don't have another voicemail. All right. I'd like to see more voicemails next week. 413-461-BABY. We had one other one, but it got cut off, and I emailed. It's actually someone who um, is a Patreon donor and has communicated with us before, so I emailed her and told her that her, email, that her voicemail got cut off. Well, I mean... So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully she, she will back. call back. Um... So this is from Keith. Keith. Remember him, the guy in Pittsburgh who wanted to get into TV? Keith, the man who wrote a Frasier spec script. Yes. Yes. Uh, He says, thanks, Matt, for your advice. I'd heard of the Downward Dog series a while ago, but don't remember hearing much after that. I had no idea it started as a web series. What's odd is that shortly before listening to Service Baby, great idea, by the way. Thank you. A friend of my wife's involved in local theater mentioned that we should all get together and do a web series. So it seems like that should be my next move and develop some of these original ideas instead of just grinding away on spec scripts. There you go. To answer Matt's question, I'm 31, turning 32 in September. Uh-huh. Also, I love Hollywood and Levine. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. That's good information. Update and I like that you have a path right now. Get that web series going. Yeah. Get it going. Get that shit on Freeform or CISO. All right. For as long as CISO may live. Um... We have one more email. Remember, we had, a while ago, we had someone asking about music theory. Yes. And Zoe, who is... Why do I remember this email? Was someone who wanted some advice about music theory. Right. But I feel like I remember Zoe's email, and we just never read it. When did Zoe send this email? Um, I, I think she... I think it, it was a... Was it very a, recent? Yeah, it was it was June twenty seventh, which oh, wow. is I'm imagining things then. Yeah, that was after we recorded the last episode. Okay. Um and she just finished listening to episode thirty five. So Okay. Mm. She's twenty three, married but not yet ready for kids. My husband and I are both in graduate school at Carnegie Mellon pursuing our masters in music performance. Uh-huh. He's a double bassist. Oh. And I'm a violist. Oh, I'll say. She included the pronunciation of violist. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't want to say violist. No. 
and we both got our bachelor's degree in music education. One of your listeners asked for resources to learn music theory, and one of my favorites from my undergrad theory days was teoria.com. That's T-E-O-R-I-A.com. I guess that's like theory. Uh, Teoria. Teoria. Okay. It was a lot of helpful tutorials and quizzes to help you understand chord composition and identification, among other topics. Uh-huh. It's a great general theory resource. Love the podcast. Hope this is helpful to Matt and the listener. Well, I'm going to check it out. Love and best wishes from me, my husband, and our two cats, Walnut and Marlo. Walnut and Marlo, thank you for listening. Yes, meow. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. Um, well, that about brings us to the end of our episode. This was a very breezy, short episode. Well, it is Independence Day. It is. It is the day we celebrate our Independence Day. Um, you know, the aliens attack. We'll unite as the country, as the world, and hopefully, we'll stop the aliens. Yeah. Okay. What? Where's the horse zone? It's. I don't know. Listen, you can talk about a horse zone. I can't talk about Independence Day. I suppose. Um, so yeah, so I think we've, we've mentioned this before. Patreon, if you donate at the $10 above level, you get a new fun fact every month. That's right. So this week we are doing, uh, we're doing about half of those donors and we'll do the rest of them next week. Um, and yeah, cool. and if you want to donate, you can go to patreon.com slash excellent adventure. So these Patreon donors, is a, the, we've theme, I've themed this. So this isn't a fact about you. This is predicting your future. Ooh. Oh. Changed it up, There's Patreon. a twist. <laughs> um, yeah, you can donate for as little as a dollar a month, and it really helps us. really helps us with that valet parking. Good God. That's so fucking annoying. <laughs> um, all right. Here yes. we go. Kristen Stuff. Uh in the year 2017, Kristen will release her solo debut album called Kristen's Stuff. Diane Martin. Diane will spend New Year's Eve on a vehicle near the Arctic, so she may experience New Year's in every time zone possible. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, she's going to ride in a little circle up at the top of the... Christopher Fonagy. Uh Christopher will spend his summer vacationing, uh, and he'll be hiking through the forests of Ontario in hopes of finally solving the uh, mystery of Tim Horton. I don't know if it has to do with donuts, but it probably does. Okay. Aaron Gudge. Aaron will pitch an Amazon pilot next year about a legal clerk who, go through a series of mistakes, winds up being elected to serve on the high court. It's called Here Comes the Gudge. See, her name's Aaron. I got that. So she's going to headline this thing. It's going to be great. What about Gudge Goody? Nope. <laughs> nope. Melody Baltazar. <laughs> that was a weird hiccup. Uh, Melody is going to one day invent the two-way microwave. It's a device that heats food and cools it when it's too hot. Ooh. Josh Alfred. Uh, in May of 2019, Josh will complete his goal of learning to dance like no one is watching. Nakul Pandey. In the year 2027, Nakul will be awarded a total of 13 Oscars for her work producing, writing, and directing a movie about the I fire think festival. Nakul is a man. Nakul is a man? I believe so, yes. Well, these Oscars can go to a man or a woman. Okay. So, Nakul, guess what? Get to work. Because you're going to be winning 13 Oscars for your work on the Fire Festival movie. Damn. It's going to be intense. Keonti Worth. Get it? It's going to be intense. Yep, I get it. Because they, they had tents at the Fire yeah, Festival I got it. and all those mm-hmm. kids yep. went there. All those rich, dumb mm-hmm. kids. Yep. All right. Anyway, Keonti will become the world's, will be declared the world's oldest living person. But it will be discovered that through a clerical error, they're actually only 72 years old. And they messed up. So you'll get to have the title oh. for a short while until they realize you're nowhere near the oldest person on the planet. Luke Evers. Uh, Luke is going to get his entire family to see the ninth Star Wars movie. And only 
after watching it, will he realize that it was a terrible idea to let Colin Trevino direct it? He made Jurassic World. And like myself, Luke thinks that that movie was a giant pile of garbage. Christine. And yet they gave him a Star Wars movie. Okay, Christine. That's the last one I did for this week, honey. Oh. What? What? But I sent you two more. I know. Why don't you just make these up on the spot? Because that takes so much time from my brain. Go ahead. Christina Turner. Uh, Christina will, in the year 2023, own the Northeast region's most successful Nissan dealership. And and Andrew Steinle. Uh, Andrew. Oh, boy, Andrew. I would like a collection of all of Andrew's I feel like you've written his biography. I feel like Andrew and I have been been really going back and forth for quite a while and just so everyone knows andrew donates on paypal every week andrew you're so he a can, legend so he can get this fun fact from matt andrew i have to predict your future <laughs> uh andrew will one day uh look at his bank account to realize he is completely broke <laughs> when he goes to his account to see what happened <laughs> He will be told that he needs to stop donating to podcasts so much. It's out of control. Andrew, thank you for thank helping you, us Andrew. pay for our parking. You're the, the best. Terrible, terrible fertility clinic. You're, you're a gentleman and a scholar. Yes, but mostly uh, a gentleman. Christina, good luck with that Nissan dealership. Luke, thanks for agreeing with me on Colin Trevino not being a great director. Everyone else. Well, you know, maybe he's a good director, but okay. I, I, you know, that movie, I got to tell you. That Jurassic World. Never saw it. Anyway. All right. Well, we'll Chianti, talk to you all next hang week. Hang in there. Okay. Cool. Nice job, bro. Get on that movie. All right. Josh, so much fun. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Keep learning how to dance. Melody, you were great. I'm going to like fade the music up as I'm oh, saying goodbye okay. to all of our... That's fun. Saying goodbye to all of our donor donors. Our donor uh, kebabs. Aaron, if you need me to help you with the pilot about you becoming a gudge, uh, <laughs> just let me know. Uh, Christopher... Get on that hike. Try the blueberry donuts from Tim Hortons. They're delicious. Diane, good luck. I don't know what kind of vehicle you're going to be circling the globe with, but it's going to be pretty fast, pretty cool. Uh, Kristen, can't wait to hear that solo album. Uh, If you want one of these facts, go to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Right? Yeah. Thanks. It's a blast. Okay. Guys, we'll be back next week. Bye. So much fun. All right. Bye-bye. Baby, bye.